You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 42, How to Stop Beating Yourself Up. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hello, Mama. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get into today's topic, I want to take just a moment to talk about your opportunity to coach with me over the summer. There's a common misconception among mental health providers that when it comes to getting clients in the summertime, there's like a summer slump. It's this idea that everyone's off on vacation and enjoying the beach and the sunshine, and so no one is thinking about their problems and no one is signing up for services. But research suggests otherwise. In fact, it shows that July and August are two of the busiest months for clients to sign up surpassed only by January and March. Because of this misconception, many coaches and therapists will wait until after summer vacation and after the back-to-school madness has settled down before promoting their services and starting up their programs and groups. But imagine that you hired a coach during the summer to help you learn how to manage your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Then, there would be no back-to-school madness to settle down. See, in my opinion, summer is an awesome time to work with a life coach. There's no school stress to contend with, no homework battles, no rushing kids out the door in the morning, giving you a chance to really prioritize yourself and focus on creating the exact experience you want for the upcoming school year. If you want an easier transition back to school for yourself and your kids, if you've read all the parenting books and blogs and you aren't getting the results that you want, if you're tired of feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and you're ready to make a long-lasting change, now is the time. Stop putting off scheduling your mini session. It's completely free and simply a conversation with me about how to take your life and your parenting to the next level. So go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to grab your spot. Also, if you go to my calendar and you don't see something that fits with your schedule, just email me and let me know. Usually I'm able to work something out. And the other good thing about summer is that since I'm off work as a school counselor, my hours are way more flexible too. All right. So today we're going to talk about how to stop mentally beating yourself up. And the reason I chose this is first, almost all of my clients do it. And second, because I was being coached recently myself, and this came up for me too. I've always considered myself to be someone with a really positive, healthy self-image. And when my coach pointed out to me that I was beating myself up in these little subtle ways, it was very eye-opening. I really wasn't aware that I had been doing it. And so for all you coaches out there listening, it just goes to show that we need coaches too, right? To have somebody objective help us see what we're too close to see ourselves. And when she pointed this out to me, do you know what I did? 
I beat myself up for not realizing that I was beating myself up. (laughs) I was like, here I am, a certified life coach. I should know better. And that's one of those really sneaky thoughts that I was thinking, right? I should know better. My brain didn't even register that that was a thought. It just assumed it was true. And what I see with most of the moms that I coach is that they'll yell at their kids and then they'll feel guilty and start mentally beating themselves up about it. They tell themselves, I should know better. I shouldn't have done that. There's something wrong with me. I'm a terrible mom. When I suggest that they have some compassion for themselves, they say, yeah, 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 I I know I'm being too hard on myself, or I know I need to stop that. But then they keep on doing it. Because knowing intellectually that they should stop and actually stopping are very different. And the reason is that our brains think these negative thoughts are somehow protecting and helping us. The brain believes if I'm hard enough on myself and if I beat myself up enough, then maybe I'll learn my lesson. Then maybe I'll stop yelling or I'll stop overeating or overspending or whatever it is that they're beating themselves up about. But think back to my episode about consequences with love, episode 35, where I talked about punishment. Parents who are punitive with their kids believe that in order to make their kids do better, they first have to make them feel worse. And it doesn't work that way. The worse kids feel, the worse they'll behave. Remember, our feelings drive our actions. So the worse you feel about yourself, the worse you're going to show up as a mom. Punishing yourself with your negative thinking only fuels this cycle and keeps you stuck yelling and beating yourself up, yelling and beating yourself up. If your brain is in the habit of thinking negative thoughts about you, it'll constantly be looking for ways to prove that you're doing it wrong and that you deserve to be punished. The thing to understand is that your brain is always offering you thoughts. Some of them are helpful and some of them are hurtful. Byron Katie says that if a thought is hurtful, then it's untrue. Of course, none of your thoughts are actually true because thoughts aren't facts, but you get to decide which thoughts to accept and which ones to reject based on the results they're creating for you and how well they're serving you in your life. Thoughts that beat you up and put you down will never serve you well. So let's talk about how to stop thinking them. First, you need to develop an awareness of what's going on in your mind by taking time every day to write down your thoughts. I know you want to skip this part or just do it in your head, but if you want results, you have to do it this way. Write down your thoughts on paper and take a good look at them. What are you telling yourself when you're beating yourself up? Anything that starts with, I should have, or I shouldn't have, like, I shouldn't have yelled, I should have handled that differently, or thoughts like, I just can't get it together, I just can't do it right, I'm so stupid, I'm failing as a mom. Once you're aware of your thoughts, you might want to judge them, or you might want to judge yourself for having them, like I did. I thought, I can't believe I'm having these negative thoughts about myself, This whole time, I thought I was a positive person, yada, yada, yada. The truth is, our thoughts don't really say anything about us at all. They're just sentences flying through our brains, and we can choose which ones to hold on to and which ones to let go. Instead of getting judgmental, 
I want you to get curious about your thoughts and question everything with a genuine spirit of interest. Like, is it really true that I shouldn't have yelled at my kids or that I should have handled it differently? Your brain will want to argue against reality and make you feel bad about it, but there's zero upside to that. You were supposed to yell at your kids. You were supposed to handle it exactly the way you did. How do you know? Because that's what you did. Ask yourself, why am I choosing to beat myself up over this? Because it's always a decision to indulge in that type of thinking. What's the payoff? Is it sympathy from others? Is it attention? Is it because you honestly think you deserve to be punished so you can learn a lesson? What if you could learn the lesson and just skip the whole part where you beat yourself up about it? Who would you become if you put your foot down and decided to never allow yourself to beat yourself up again? Sometimes when I'm working with kids or moms who have very fixed mindsets and who beat themselves up over their mistakes, I'll ask them to tell me what they would say to their very best friend if she made a similar mistake. And they're always so gentle and understanding with their best friends. They'll say things like, it's okay, mistakes happen. It doesn't mean you're stupid. You did the best you could. They'll offer all sorts of positive and helpful thoughts, but when it comes to themselves, they aren't as kind. The next step is to decide what you want to think on purpose. If you don't tell your brain what to focus on and think about, it will keep on thinking its old familiar thoughts because it likes to be efficient. Now, I'm not suggesting that you simply think the opposite of your current thought. For example, if you're thinking, I'm a horrible mom, I'm not suggesting that you now think, I'm an amazing mom. I'm the best mom in the world. But maybe you just start by shifting from, I'm a horrible mom to, I'm a mom. See how that shifts it to a more neutral thought? That probably feels more believable to you, so start with that. I'll be honest, this is some hard work. You're training your brain to think new thoughts and eliminate old patterns. So it takes time and patience with yourself while you practice every day. And I'm right there with you, Mama. Maybe not beating myself up so much with parenting, but with other things, with building a business and setting big goals, those self-defeating thoughts definitely creep in. And I think that every time we push ourselves to grow, our brains are going to offer us these types of thoughts because it wants to keep us safe. It wants to protect us from the discomfort of growth. Change can be uncomfortable, and our primitive brains hate change. But yelling at our kids and then beating ourselves up and feeling awful is uncomfortable too. So if we're going to be uncomfortable either way, I think it's worth it to go through the discomfort of growing and learning how to overcome our negative thought patterns so we can have a better relationship with ourselves and our children. I want to challenge you to do this work of writing down your thoughts being curious about them, and examining what feelings, actions, and results they cause every day throughout the next month. So if you're listening to this on the 28th of the month, you'll do it every day till the 28th of next month. If you're listening to it on the 5th, you'll do it until next month on the 5th. Make it a practice every day for 30 days, and you will gain a deeper understanding of yourself 
and start to appreciate how powerful your mind is. Are you in? Let's do it, Mama. 30 days of self-coaching, self-awareness, and most of all, self-compassion. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you like this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.